Good day to you all, and welcome to the Friendship News Hour presented to you by Bummer Dude Media. Today is August the 24th, 2021. I am Frank, and he is Alex. What's up, man? How much, dude? Just uh, just kind of hanging out. It's uh, Tuesday, just kind of one of those like lazy days, want it to be the weekend. Yeah, man. Uh, it's <sighs> funny. We're, we're seeing the... Uh, it doesn't happen often, but we're seeing the, the kind of the, the perils of, of two working buffs trying to fit in a, a podcast <laughs> in a in a work day. Yeah. Between phone calls and emails and bosses and Yeah, I was gonna say we we logged on to this call about thirty minutes ago and we're just getting going now. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> well talk to me, man. How was your camping trip? Camping trip was beautiful, man. Uh like I said, we were out in Blue Mound, which is like 30 minutes west of Madison, um, but you're it's got some elevation to it, which is kind of nice. You're up in like these nice big rolling hills or some caves there, and it was it's exactly what I needed, man. It's like that, especially after like a trip to New York the week before. It's like crazy, crazy, crazy. It was just like the perfect like, all right, let's hit the reset button and come back to reality a little bit and just kind of relax. And that's pretty much what we did, man. We sat around the campfire for hours, just cooked uh, good meats, lots of brats, hot dogs, burgers. Um, and it, dude, just, just kicked it, man. Went to his dog beach with Dave on Saturday and he loved it. He was going crazy, made a bunch of friends and, um, slept outside and stared at the stars. You can't really ask for more. Nice, man. That's awesome. Yeah. If there's, if there's anything I need after uh, a vacation, it's another vacation. So yeah. I, I totally relate. And, uh, <laughs> I, you mentioned you ate some wieners. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were eating wieners all weekend. Okay. Approximately how many of these um, wieners did you eat? <laughs> all right. Well, so they weren't actually hot dogs. We uh, we went for the chicken sausages on Friday evening. Um, okay. And that evening, I had two chicken sausages. And the following day, I had two cheddar pepper jack bratwurst that were fucking really good. Uh, okay. And then I did eat one normal kosher hot dog okay so at a minimum you lost 36 minutes of life this week at least yeah at least did you hear about did you hear about this new study out of michigan i did i it was pretty interesting it hit me with some uh, more details though so it it was actually more comprehensive than you thought than you think the way that they formulated their minutes lost or gained was by taking whatever was in the food and and I guess how nutritious it was for you or how good it was. I don't know. It, they said that it's like very strict how they did it. I still don't understand it, but I'll, I'll hit you with some different foods here. Sure. Uh, hot dog was the worst, one of the worst at negative 36.3 minutes per hot dog eaten. Um, a soft drink was negative 12.4 minutes, which makes sense. Mm. Uh, pizza, negative 7.8 minutes. I'm guessing that's per slice. Eesh. And then bacon, negative 6.5 minutes. And then on the other end, French fries, uh, surprisingly, uh, plus 1.5 minutes. Hey. Tom tomatoes, plus 3.8 minutes. A banana, plus 13.5 minutes. Salmon, the same 13.5. And a PB&J. Plus 33.1 minutes. That doesn't make any sense to me. So you're telling me if I just eat a peanut butter and jelly with every hot dog, <laughs> that I'm good. It just cancels yeah, it out. It's basically a wash. <laughs> I, so all I, I have yeah. to say is, is fuck this study. Cause there's no, <laughs> there's no life worth living without a, without a hot dog. And I don't even like hot dogs, dude, but I, if, no, 
Yeah. You know, but they're good every now and then. You know, you see a hot dog. Sure. It's got a nice char on it. See, I'm not a huge hot dog guy, but what I will say is, and, and this was kind of before my dad, I, had, I don't do it as much now as I've cracked down on it, but I used to love chili dogs. Like, I, I just love, like, the, you give me, you know, the hot dog's not my focus, but you give me some chili with some onions, a little bit of mustard and cheese on top. Like, I'm a happy camper, especially mm-hmm. growing up in Toledo. You got Rudy's, you got Tony Paco's, like... We got it covered. Skyline Chili's not too far. So I, I'm guessing if a hot dog by itself is 36 minutes, those motherfuckers are at least like an hour. And I've lost several hours. So I got yeah. some peanut butter and jellies to eat. Yeah, for sure. But I see PB&J doesn't make any sense. Here's their, here's their uh, reasoning. They found on average that uh, 45 seconds are lost per gram of any processed meat that a person eats in the new in the US. We then multiplied this number by the corresponding food profiles that we previously developed. Going back to the example of a hot dog, the 61 grams of processed meat in a hot dog result in 27 minutes of healthy life loss due to this amount of processed meat alone. Um, and then you add in the presence of sodium and trans fatty acids in order to come up with 36 minutes. But I don't know what their baseline is. Like I run a bunch. Does that mm-hmm. mitigate something? I mean, you work out. I don't know what that mitigates. Like, you lift more weights than I do. Does that do anything else? Like, I don't know. To me, this study just seems, like, pretty ridiculous. I lo- I'm looking up right here. You One cigarette, you only lose 11 minutes. So you're telling me I could smoke three oh, cigs smoke and it's not as bad as one, one hot dog? No Pack way. a day, five PB&Js, bro. I'm fucking golden. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Um, but, but there is, I mean, I know there there is like pretty significant links to colon cancer and the consumption of processed meats. Okay. I would believe that. That is factual. And that, and that's from, uh, the cancer the American Institute for cancer research, I think. And that, and that came out like five years ago and it was a study they did. And, and if you mm-hmm. ate bacon, deli meats, like sandwich meats, hot dogs, pepperoni, um, things like that. That's, I was going to ask, what constitute a processed meat? Like if you go and buy beef at the store or like a steak, is that considered processed since it's been No, butchered? if it has, well, well, okay. So red meat is a whole different thing because red meat has some sort of iron in it that can like damage the lining of the, of, of the colon. So like red meat isn't terribly oh. good for you in that respect. But when they're talking about price processed meats, they're talking about anything that has like nitrates like the added added nitrates to preserve gotcha gotcha uh, okay things Lunch uh, meat, and then i shit. guess like if you smoke meats there's like a some sort of substance that gets introduced into the meat um that isn't good for you from the smoke which kind of makes kinda sense right i mean like you're just yeah. consuming it in smoke like that if it's not good for your lungs why would it be good for your your intestines yeah and then uh like when you cook a meat like meat at a high temperature apparently that's supposed to like not be good for you either but i think the main ones is like the nitrates just like the process in general like anytime like you break down something and then like and then form it up again like that can't be good that just to me just like just without any sort of like informational backing that just doesn't sound like it's health like baloney you know what i'm saying like Bologna could be like organic. You put a fried bologna sandwich in front of me i'm eating it 10 times out of 10 frank really i never no questions asked you ever fried it though yeah, fried bologna and cheese, mustard. My yeah. mom—it's like my mom's favorite sandwich. I don't know. It's a—it's a banger. It's like spam. <laughs> I don't eat spam either. I don't fuck with spam at all. Spam's weird. I like the only time I've liked spam is when I had it in like an egg casserole. That wasn't bad. <laughs> what? Yeah. Right. 
dude, that sounds so bad. It wasn't good, but it was it was palatable, I guess. I used to I used to fuck with spam masubi heavy in high school. You ever had that? Masubi? No, I don't know what's that. It's just like uh, it's just like a, a little thing of rice and then a, a little slice of spam and then maybe some soy sauce and then um, wrapped in seaweed. Oh, you're ta- oh wow, okay. Spam masubi. Damn. Damn. It's, it's actually really good. I, I don't like spam, but I'll, I, I, do, I did enjoy that. Hmm. Interesting. I, yeah, I don't know. That's, this study can go fucking eat a PB&J. I, I, it just seems like so... Like, there's so many variables. Like, I, 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 I understand, like, the concern for eating processed meats or, like, bad foods or, like, uh, sugary drinks, you know? But to say that it takes minutes off your life, I don't know. That just yeah. seems like such a far stretch. How do you, how do you prove that? I can speak to the results of red meat on a colon for sure. I could back that science up. Um, I had to get a colonoscopy at age 21 because of a lot of red meat and hot sauce. Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, (laughs) surgery, not bad, whatever you're, you're put under um, and they get up all up in you. So, you know, you, you know, that's, that's whatever. But the night before, they give you this shit that you have to drink that gives you like a full cleanse in 24 hours. And that's all you can eat or, or drink. Um, I, I think it's like it was like 15 or 16 hours before your surgery. You can't eat any food and you can only drink this shit. And it's kind of like a Pedialyte. And it literally, you drink it like every 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and it just keeps making you shit until you're literally dry heaving out of your behole. Mm. Um, and just you feel like you got a shit, but just nothing's coming out. And it, it was the worst. And you can't eat for 24 hours before the surgery. So after that, I went to my surgery, got all fixed up or whatever, and then smashed on some Wingstop. And it was one of the best meals of my life, I got to say. It was amazing. I was hoping you were going to say you went and got a fat steak or something. <laughs> a bunch of red meat. So were you like, were you like sick? Did you like need, did you like, what, 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 what spurred that? Um, I mean, spoiler alert, I guess, or uh, disgusting alert for anyone listening forward a couple seconds, but trigger alert. Yeah. Trigger alert. There you go. Um, Basically, I was shitting pure blood, Um, not like pure blood, but like I'd take my shit like normal and like you go to wipe and it'd be all like pretty much all blood, a little bit of poop. And then like the bowl would just be like red waters, like what Moses parted. Um and that's not normal. That's not supposed to happen. So if that happens uh, to anyone, I can't wait to see this clip on TikTok. It's going to be great. Um, <laughs> if that happens, go to the doctor because it's not supposed to. Uh, wow. But everything's good now. So <laughs> we're good. You know, like the, the telltale sign of anybody having cancer in a movie is when they cough and then in the napkin, there's blood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so like if I seen that, I probably like, all right, well, this is the end of times. Yeah, it had me worried, but really, it's not. It's just blood vessels. It's is it, as a result of red meat and hot sauce, uh, like what you were saying, that it does to your colon, and then on top of that, like I poop. My body's weird. I poop like three, four times a day usually. So like it's like a result of like pushing a lot. It's like blood vessels that like blow up in your butthole, basically in your in your sphincter. Way more than any listener probably ever wanted to know about me. We're all good now. It's been eight years, and we've, we're blood-free, so it's a new day. That's awesome. I need a, a hot dog now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. What about I news? Know, I, I don't know. I'm supposed to talk about anything serious now. 
<laughs> switching gears in a very big way. <laughs> um, uh, we should probably update you guys on what's going on with Afghanistan. No one else can pivot from buttholes to Afghanistan quite like we can. Uh, yes. And I, or I think we pride ourselves in those efforts. Um, although Afghanistan isn't uh, too far off from a literal <laughs> butthole. But, um, and that's no disrespect, but it's just true. Sure. The situation on the ground may be improving slightly. Uh, the situation at home is terrible. Um, I don't know if anybody saw, or I don't know if you saw a press conference on Friday, but I mean, dude, it was just fucking terrible. I mean, just floundering. I, mean, the, I hate it because the president of the United States is just so visibly incompetent. I mean, like not yeah. just like as a person, but, but like as a, as like a, as like a human with what you might expect a human to go through at his age. It's just like, just a bad look. And I mean, he's like lost everybody. He's lost all the media and I mean, nobody's a fan of what's going on. The only people trying to spin this. And that's, I mean, there's a couple, like there's a couple CNN articles that came out, whatever. The only people trying to spin this in a positive light is the white house themselves. Nobody is getting any, somebody made a point over the weekend that I thought was super, super like interesting. And they go, when did, when did Biden lose CNN when he lost a war? Just think about that for a second. That's what it took. And if you want to look at it, like even more insidiously, like he lost, like, like we love war in our media. Like that's a, a good deal for us. So if you want to look at it from some sort of conspiratorial like aspect, like they got mad at him because he lost a war. Um, and that's just not good business. But anyways, there are some developments this morning, the CIA director, uh, William Burns, met with the, um, I guess, the de facto leader of the Taliban. I don't know if there is one. Um, and it was an attempt to extend this, this August 31st deadline. So if you can read between the lines there, basically, it's Biden admitting that we may not be able to get everybody out of Afghanistan, that we want to get out of Afghanistan in now seven days. And there weren't too many details that came out of this meeting, but um, it's something that Biden dispatched his, uh, you know, number one intelligence person and and the most decorated intelligence person uh, in his cabinet uh, to go talk with the leader of this organization that just humiliated us on the world stage. And... uh, There've been reports that they're really not going to budge on that. And, you know, we've said it before, but it's worth repeating that the only reason that we're getting people out of Afghanistan right now is because we're being allowed to do that. We have no control over there. We have, uh, you know, we have forces in, in and around the airport, but we control nothing. And if they wanted to make a big deal out of not letting people get out of Afghanistan, they could. So um, it looks like this August 31st deadline might, might, you know, hold, hold pat. It, it you know, I, I don't know if anybody's ever been in a position where they hold all the cards in a negotiation, but it's a great position to be in. And that's more or less where the Taliban's at right now. Yeah. What's worrying is I read that post the 31st, they, 
uh, might take it into their own hands to like clear these people away from the airport, whatever that means. If that's shooting them, setting off bombs to destroy whatever, like their their interest is not to take care of these Afghan citizens at all. You know, post the thirty first. So I'd be interested to see like if they actually acted on that and start killing their own citizens. Like what the world is going to do. Like what the international response would be. It's an interesting remark though, because like what is an Afghan citizen to somebody who lives in Afghanistan, right? Yeah. Do they even consider them an Afghan citizen? They don't fly an Afghan flag. They fly their own flag. Right. They fly. You know, they're part of the Taliban. They don't give a fuck about quote unquote Afghanistan. To them, that's the enemy. So, yeah, I mean, shit. The message from the White House is that they're evacuating, you know, I think they evacuated 11,000 people yesterday, which is great. And it brings up the other question, and I know people don't like to hear this because we love refugees, but do we even know who the fuck these people are? Right. You know, I think that's a fair question to ask. I mean, we, do we want to get everybody out that has helped us and that has been allies with us this entire time? Yes. Do we want to know who they are? Absolutely. We want to know who they are. I mean, it, it, to me, it seems like a perfect storm if you wanted to get somebody into the United States that normally probably wouldn't do it and you just get them up on a refugee mission. I mean, there's there's reports out of Qatar where they're taking some of these uh, people that they're evacuating out of Afghanistan and, and bringing them to Qatar first because we have a, a pretty big air, uh, air Force base there. And there's reports like nobody knows who the fuck these people are. And they might they, then that may not be the message. I don't know. Uh, it, nobody would really say otherwise um but the threat at that airport is very real and and uh there's even um there's even like reports of a new isis i saw Have like, you heard about this isis k, ISIS -K? yeah isis yeah. k yeah. What, what the, i don't know what that means sounds like a terrible cereal <laughs> <laughs> but it, it just doesn't look good it doesn't look good it looks like the efforts are ramping up and we're getting people out. Um, and you know, there's like the, the media actually asking some like pretty reasonable questions like, Hey, how many people are stranded in Afghanistan right now? And, and the messaging from the white house, like there's nobody stranded. Like, come on. Like, you know, that's not true. If you can't account for everybody, then there are people who are stranded. That's and, and, you know, it's information that we should be able to be privy to. It's like gross incompetence. Like you can't blame the whole loss of everything on Biden. I don't think like kind of like we talked about in our last episode, like it was like a, a lot of different things and, and a lot of different poor leadership decisions through the course of 20 years that kind of led us to what we're dealing with now. But like the, in the way that he did it, it's pretty baffling. Like that's, that was, that was the decision that you and generals like in, in our country, like came to after all this time, like of the way to do it. And I saw that uh, Donald Trump posted on his, his platform as he's still banned uh, from Twitter, even though the Taliban are not banned from Twitter. But anyway, so Trump issued a statement on the 19th and he said that uh, first you bring out all the American citizens, then you bring out all equipment. Then you bomb the bases into smithereens, <laughs> and then you bring out the military. You don't do it in reverse order like Biden and our woke generals did. Hmm. No chaos, no death. They wouldn't even know we left. That's Trump talking shit. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I get it, but it's like, 
that seems like a no-brainer of how you would do that instead yeah. of announcing it, you know, it, like he's saying with these woke generals to like make it look like a good PR move. And really, you just let the Taliban plan for when they were going to take the country over again. Yeah. I mean, last time we, t- we talked, we, we went over those Afghan papers and it, and it does seem that there was a incentive for generals and uh, officers in the military to not report the truth, which is never a good yeah. thing. So mm-hmm. if, if you wanted to give Biden, if you're inclined to give Joseph Biden grace here, you could say that the information that he was receiving wasn't even real. And, and that's a possibility. I mean, I, I, I sincerely believe that. Um, that doesn't mean that he doesn't get to own it because he has to own it. He's the, the commander in chief. But if, if it's everything that we read is true and, and it and it is. I mean, these are the words of the people who are on the ground there. Then the incentive was to lie about how good things were. So, I mean, it could be that just somebody lied and then they lied to their uh, commanding yeah. officer and so on and so on. So by the time it got to the president, it was good news and nobody was telling him the truth. And, and you know that that is a distinct possibility. I I, I do want to go back to the what you were talking about with um, with. Uh, Trump and, and and Twitter and the Taliban because um, on this would have been the day after we spoke there was a, a report uh, from from Reuters that the FBI found scant evidence that the US Capitol attack was a coordinated attack or or even an insurrection Um, I don't know if you saw this article or not, but they basically said that the violence perpetrated was not centrally coordinated um, by any far right group or any prominent supporter of Donald Trump. Um, One of the law enforcement officers involved said that 90 to 95 percent of these were one off cases. Now, maybe that doesn't take away any blame from Donald Trump. But if this report comes out. I mean, do you still ban him? Because at that point, if this is the FBI saying this, I mean, at that point, you're just now making a political stance, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. That's definitely. I mean, that's what it's been the whole time. I, I feel I mean, like obviously it's been that the whole time. I think if anybody's able to 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 look at this situation on January sixth objectively, you could say that. Yeah, like obviously this is just a bunch of uh, angry knuckleheads that may have been and were probably uh, ginned up by the words of the president saying that this election was stolen. Um, and, you know, I, yeah. I, think, I think also the gaslighting from the media uh, about who these people were and about what Donald Trump was the entire time of his presidency had a whole lot to do with that, which obviously wouldn't be talked about in in, in the mainstream. Um that led up to this event here. And, and while Donald Trump isn't necessarily not culpable for some of these events or shouldn't take responsibility for some of these events, if this article is coming out like this, um, then should we really take a serious look about the fact that we banned the sitting president of the United States from all of social media? While a known terrorist group is allowed to exactly. still post. What kind of juxtaposition like? is that? Yeah, that makes no sense. Now, at if, all. if if you want to get deeper into this story here about the FBI kind of 
putting a, a nail in this coffin here on January 6th, we brought up the story of the uh, plot to kill uh, Michigan Governor uh, Gretchen Whitmer and how there were more FBI agents involved in that plot than there weren't. There is a theory out there that the FBI is getting ahead of their own investigation here. So in that, if there's any more investigation into this, it's not revealed how many agents were involved in this attack to begin with. Wow. And I mean, that's just hearsay at this point, but given what we know and, 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 and what we've seen in recent history, I mean, it would make sense that they would want to get ahead of this because why would they, what other reason would they have to come out with this report saying that, you know, putting a, a wet blanket on, on January 6th. I mean, if you're any sort of enemy yeah. or, or, or you have any sort of uh, agenda against Donald Trump or, or any, anything that he stands for or anybody that stands against him or with him, um, why would you not want to, investigate this further actually while we're talking about it it came out this week that uh four people so i'm from toledo ohio born and raised um but my dad lived in swanton ohio pretty like most of my life so it's kind of like hometown number two i guess kind of a little bit uh swantucky but uh it came out uh wtol announced this this week um that four swan residents have now been uh arrested and well federally charged uh, with crimes for being there at the Capitol that day. Mm, not uh, surprising. And, yeah, and uh, I'll just say that they're known to my family. <laughs> Dude, I was just going to ask you if you think that your dad would ever do something like that. That literally, when my my sister sent me this article, because she knows them very well, um, she's been to their house and stuff. Uh, wow. I was, I literally, my response was, well, first, I, I t- typed back white trash with emojis. Um, my second response is I'm very surprised that dad did not go to that. Not that saying my dad's white trash at all, but just he's very, very uh, vocal in, in like his political opinions. Yeah. Uh, and not that he's like a huge Trump guy, but he's definitely not a fan of the Democrats at all. Yeah. Uh, and hasn't been for some time. And he was definitely pro, pro Trump like the last few years for sure. So I was that was like my second thing I said is like, how is our dad not there? Like, are I you um, are you involved at all? Do, do you know if he was involved at all about uh, with with like with Q or or these these things on on 4chan 8chan I'm, I'm watching the documentary right now on hbo have you seen it no i haven't i heard oh good things oh my god it? Dude, it? it's nuts it, it really does it provides a ton of clarification as to like the things that are going on it makes it make more sense it doesn't okay. like it doesn't create a boogeyman it's just a guy on the search of truth and he goes to like right now i mean he's just, it's just the first couple episodes but he's go, he's like going and and finding the people who started these uh message or these these forums um mm-hmm. these sites that that you know cultivate the freest of speeches and and things like that and and it kind of gives you a glimpse into like w- what it was that these people were were being told what they believed in um how they got to believe in it and it just it it all provides a ton of clarity 
I wouldn't be surprised to hear that at any grassroots level he was involved, <laughs> but I, not not to my knowledge. But I, I mean, I've got him included and other family members that would still tell you that Donald Trump had the election stolen from him, you know, without really being able to point to any concrete evidence. It's just a, a feeling or, you know, that, that kind of argument. God, it's an it's an interesting thing, man, because because there's part of me that wants to sympathize with these folks and say, like, yeah, like, like, you know, I understand it. You've been you've been gaslit for four plus years and been just fed every single lie possible about Donald Trump and everything that came with Donald Trump was a lie. I mean, everything, the Russia investigation, complete hoax, um, uh, whatever. I mean, like just going down the list. I mean, they were all lies. And then, and then Joe Biden gets, the most votes of anybody in history. I mean, it just, I, like, on the, just, it, does it sound fishy? Sure. Was there, was there any evidence that it was stolen? No. But when you have stories like this coming out of Torrance, California yesterday, where this felon was passed out in his car and they found 300 uh, ballots, recall ballots. In his car. What the fuck is this guy doing with 300 ballots? I heard, yeah. yeah he what is this guy doing with 300 ballots? And, 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 you know, it's, it's past the point, whatever it's over. And if anything comes of it, maybe we'll know, but th- there were stories like this going around, um, the, the presidential election about people having ballots and selling ballots. And in California, like the presidential election with this recall election for governor Newsom, Every single registered voter on the voter roster was mailed a ballot. And I recently moved. So I switched my address, but my ballot didn't make it to my old address that I know of, and it didn't make it to my new address. So I have to go vote in person on election day, which is fine. Like, whatever. I don't care. But it, it, it's just so fundamental to me. I don't understand how there could be, I don't even understand how this thing can be possible that you're just mailing ballots to everybody and you got a guy with drugs, a loaded gun, multiple driver's licenses, what the fuck, and mm-hmm. 300 ballots 300 in his car. Ballots. Why does this guy have 300 ballots? Mm-hmm. Something tells me this guy isn't interested and who wins this election? Somebody tell, some tells me that there is a there is a, a decent amount of money to be gained by somebody taking those ballots or buying those ballots. Hey, what? I'm op- op- opining here, but if anybody has a better idea of why this guy would have this many ballots, being the person that he is, a, reg- a, a, a felon with the stuff that he was found with, what other reason? I would I, I would love to hear another argument. Conspiracy alert. Was he hired by Caitlyn Jenner? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, you know, it just, it, it, I'll say it again. If you give something the opportunity to be corrupted, it will be corrupted. Sure. If you don't want voter fraud, do not present the option for voter fraud. It's just, I mean, like it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. And like this you can't prove anything with this unless this guy talks or squeals or has any like hard evidence but you know you got a guy with 
300 ballots in his car. What faith does that give any Californian, specifically one who has intentions of, of recalling Newsom and throwing him out of office? Sure. What, what, it, it doesn't give anybody, myself included, any faith that there won't be any fishy stuff going on because the opportunity for it is abundant. For sure. But what I would say, though, like in comparing this to like our federal election, I think they're like a lot different to me because like you take this dude to court, the way our justice system is set up, he will be found guilty. He's going to, you know, cop a plea deal and, and probably squeal or, or whatever. Like you'll, they'll get to the bottom of it with facts and, and evidence. They have evidence. They've got 300 ballots, gun, blah, blah, blah. All these different allegations of voter fraud, blah, 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 that Trump, he, it was over 40, 50 of them. And every single one went through our justice system, which you are a huge fan of. And, and we both believe like gets the job done for the most part like that. It's, it is set up to do, to, to carry out justice mm-hmm. and every single voter fraud case that went to any court in our country, all were L's for Trump. So it's like, it's like he's not like there's, there really, it can't be like a real basis that m- most of the things he's saying if that's the case, if, no, if our agreed. justice system is set up the way it, it is, like with that, we think it is agreed. And, and if, which, you know, like you said, n- nothing has come out for that to be true. But if there was something going on, some, some effort to, to steal the election away from Donald Trump, um, you know, it, 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 if it, if it was there, it was done in a way so that it, it was, it could it couldn't have been run through the the legal process the way it has been i mean sure. yeah. you got you know you, you can say that and it's true and and you got to take that for what it is because if you don't then then you become part of the problem of of not trusting the electoral process i mean i mean more or less you kind of have to swallow that pill you, you got to take your medicine you have to move on but when you get tens of thousands of uh, of votes dumping uh, to to Joe Biden without a single vote for Donald Trump it's like how can how could that not raise suspicions how could you sure. sit and say well even though the court is saying this to me how do you explain that right you know how do you explain people who are on camera with ballots saying i'm getting this i'm getting money for these Somalis, Somalis in, in Minnesota. <laughs> like, I mean, it's like, it's like, because we're privy to all that information, it's like, I, I have to, to also sympathize with people who look at that and are like, you telling me this fucking guy, Joe Biden, got the most votes of anybody in history. Also, there's tens of thousands of voting dumps for, for him at one time. And we're mailing out ballots to everybody. So we can't really, we have no control over the chain of custody for these ballots. I mean, not really. Right. But I'd have to believe that all those questions were answered in, in a court of law. If, if, you know, it's not like they just didn't bring those up. A hundred percent. I don't know enough about it to sit here and, and, and talk about it any other way. And yeah, there's right. audits going on right now in Arizona and uh, a couple different other states for the, for, for how the election was, was ran. And will something come of it? Probably not. It, it, there's there there is nothing that 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 can that can show uh, provably that that any of this was stolen from Donald Trump. Sure. And, and what I'm saying is coming from someone who hasn't trusted the government since September 11th, 2001. <laughs> yeah. So like like I want to be proven otherwise, but I see more 
I, in my head, I see more evidence for something like September 11th being set up or like a Denver International Airport being more than what it's supposed to be. Right. Um, yeah, right. So I've I, I just, you know, it's a lot of claims, but it's like, you know, a lot of these mail-in ballots were mailed in by people that were, were dem- like were younger at home or, or Democratic. And then you, if you flip that scale and look at in-person voting, Trump smashed Biden. So it's like, yeah, 10,000 dumped from mail-in ballots. But then if you look at the in-person polls, you probably find another 10,000 Trump votes right there. Yeah. Maybe not all in a row. That That is weird, but I'm sure it was explained in a court of law. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and if there's a rational explanation for it, I'm, I'm you know, I'll be the first one to say. And like, I, I, I'll, I'll never jump on that train of like, yeah, the election was stolen. I, I just don't know. I just don't know. Yeah. I can't, I can't, it would be foolish and irresponsible of me, especially with whatever limited platform that I have to sit here and say that, you know, this was stolen. Like, well, I don't know that. No. I, I can talk about what I think is uh, fishy and what I think is uh, like very sketchy. And that's mailing ballots to everybody. Like that has to stop. That has to stop because you're just, you're just inviting this kind of talk. And if you want to, if you want to use the argument that somebody like Donald Trump is culpable for what happened on January 6th, then you also have to recognize that you are culpable for the loss of faith in elections and where you're mailing a ballot to every single registered voter without any tracking or chain of command in, in where the ballots are and where they're going. You, you are culpable in that. There, there is you're eroding the faith and the only thing that makes a democracy democracy and that is free and fair elections. So it go, it goes on, it goes on both hands. And are you proposing that mail-in ballots at all should just not be a thing only in person? You will ha- if you want a mail-in ballot you have to request it. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. Why, gotcha. why would it be an automatic thing that you get it mailed? It just it right. just it's such a sacred thing. Why would we play so fast and loose with it? And I'll, you know, I hear you if you want to make the argument that it's you're making it easier for people to vote. Fine. Whatever. I get you. There are better ways to go about it. And, you know, that, that's another reason why I would like, you know, th- th- I would like to see somebody else in, in, in the governor's mansion in Sacramento because I would like a concerted effort to put barriers on our elections, it used to be that the chain of command was your ballot going into a locked ballot box and then into the vo- registrar voters. That was it. That's all it was. And that happened in one day. So there was absolutely no ambiguity as to where that ballot was. If you want to sp- take that and spread it out over two weeks and give people two weeks to vote, fucking fine, whatever. Do your thing. That's what I was going to say is if like you want to eliminate mail-in ballots i think you need to make it more than just a day of election like make it a week where people can go and and vote and then at the end of the week those votes are tallied like that's more than enough time to like get up off your ass and vote and and you can't blame work or this or transportation like that's you have a week to get there if you can't get there then shut the fuck up (laughs) you know like you can't make excuses if your argument is that it's an important thing and that everybody should have access to it as easily as possible it's like all right well what what is easier than an entire week? If it's that important to you, you can make that happen, right? Like yeah. if it was, I mean, come on, what do you make? What do you make time for? Your nails, right. your hair, golf. I make time for golf. I make time for things that I want to make time for. That's just human nature. It's what you do. 
So if you right. want to make time for it, you will make time for it. And if you don't, then it wasn't that important to you and important for you to begin with, you know, and, and it, and so, so it becomes this, somebody, somebody said a, a few weeks ago and I, I loved it. They said, that, you know, it's, there's no blue States or red States. There's get out the vote States. Mm-hmm. You know, it just becomes get out the vote because you want to get as many people who as you think are going to vote for your side as possible, regardless of how or why you just want them to do it. So you make it so stupid easy for them to vote that you lose sight of the, the whole process in, in general and it, and it should be sacred and you should make time for it. And it should be something that you go and, and take your time to do because it is that important who has the power in this, in this country. And it's even more important locally. It's your city council, your uh, school board and your mayor. It is significantly more important to your life than who is president. Yeah, that affects you every single day. Every and that's the shit you can change, day. really, really and truly. You could, yeah, and yeah. and uh, your you know your um, uh, attorney general, state attorney general, mm-hmm. is like the most powerful person in the state because they decide what crimes get to be prosecuted and what crimes right. don't. They're the ones that have that. I mean, like, how much power could you hold? You yeah. know, I could totally see you as a city councilman someday. Councilman <laughs> yeah, Huerta, right. I would vote for you in a second. <laughs> I totally could see it. I think oh, you've got goodness. you've got the charisma to do it. You've got the brain to do it, and yeah. you've got the love of of country to do you, it. I you need also you need good. temperament, which is something I don't have. <laughs> True. You, you you need you need to be tolerant of some amount of bullshit, and yeah, you know yeah. maybe maybe I need to work on that, but I just don't. I don't have tolerance for any of that. You know, I would. I feel like if I was involved in something like that, I would just get so frustrated. I'd make a fool out of myself. <laughs> throw, a tan- <laughs> throw a tantrum. Hey, you've been saying you've been doing yoga, though, man. Just just do yeah, some of those breathing exercises. Yeah. <laughs> Center myself. Yeah, exactly. We got time. We have time. We have a little bit of time. Um, I don't like talking about this anymore because it's just so played. But COVID. <laughs> COVID. Um, is so so the is it the the Pfizer vaccine that just got, got FDA approval? Yep. Is that what it was? One of Com- them. Complete FDA okay. approval. Yep. Pfizer. So so it 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 is now FDA approved, and almost immediately, I think New York started started you know enforcing some mandates, saying if you're not this this and this, if you're this this and this, you have to be mandated or you can't do your job or whatever. Beyond having an issue with that from a standpoint of freedom, there is a phenomenon going on in Israel right now, which is not good for anybody, really. I mean, there shouldn't be a side that you pick. It shouldn't be vax versus anti-vax. It shouldn't be any of that, right? But unfortunately, there is some element to that. And Israel was... um, 80% 80% vaccinated. Okay. The whole, mm-hmm. the whole country, they sure. were leading the world in vaccinations and they, they went, let me see if I can find the number because they went some ridiculous number of like not having like everybody. Okay. Yeah, there it is. 80% of citizens above the age of 12 fully inoculated. And they thought they had defeated COVID, right? Numbers were down. Nobody was dying. And so, um, 
they restrict they lifted all the restrictions and then two months later they had uh almost ten thousand uh new cases of covid which was about the worst figure ever in in any wave of covid that they've had since the beginning of the virus about 350 people have died in the first three weeks of august and um there's 670 patients requiring critical care and you know, even the, even the, the, the Corona czar over there, his name is Dr. Salman Zarka. He's like, ah, I'm not trying to frighten you. I'm not trying to, you know, scary anything, but this is just the data. These are the numbers and they don't lie. And so mm-hmm. there's not any real answers. Like what happened, right? Like it's, they're even, even they're saying like, there's not a silver bullet. There's not anything that we know of that can just miraculously get rid of this stuff. So you know, either you're going to be like New Zealand who locks or, 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 and, or Australia who have the strictest restrictions when it comes to COVID. Um, or I think what is probably more realistic is that this disease just may not ever go away. I think that's a possibility that we're going to have to start living with. I think that's a certainty. It's just going to, I mean, look at the flu virus. It mutates every year. There's a new flu shot every year to two years. Like, I I think that's totally what we're going to, what we are facing and what we will be facing. And one that I think a lot of people are just going to have to accept at a certain point and not just have to like force vaccinations, force masks. Like this is a thing now. We got to deal with it. We can't live scared of it forever. Correct. And, you know. It, this this right here is uh, I I think it's a tremendous example because Israel was leading. I don't know how they coerced, even if I don't know if if they even had to. Maybe they just have a bunch of reasonable people that knew that taking the vaccine was a good idea. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, for better or worse, I still will stand here and, and and fight for people's right to not take it because I don't give a shit, and neither should you. Because right. you don't know, you don't know how it affects everybody. You, you, you just, when you, when you get mad at somebody who doesn't want to get the vaccine, you, you, you're just picking a side and, and it, it's not doing you any good. But, you know, even, even the former president, he had a rally this week in Alabama and there's thousands of people there and he got booed when he said that he recommends a vaccine. Go, take it. You should probably take it. And you probably yeah. should take it if you're scared and if you're not, you know, whatever, but you probably should. But I think the theory has been that if you get to a certain point of people vaccinated, then you're going to eradicate this thing. And it's starting to sound like that's just not even a possibility. Yeah, like the idea of herd immunity. But yeah, then you'd have herd immunity for original COVID-19 or COVID, COVID Delta. Like it's, it's going to continue to mutate. Exactly. So like, let's say you're enforcing like a mandate for this vaccine, right? Like, let's say you're saying if you're a medical professional and you don't have this vaccine, you can't come to work. What if you already had COVID? Aren't you somewhat immune to it? I wouldn't want to take the vaccine if I already had COVID. Why? Why would you want to take it? If it does the same thing, right? Because if essentially all this vaccine does is it replicates that virus in you and then provides you with some sort of immunity to, to it. And you know, they're saying we're going to need some booster shots. I'm my uncle who's a transplant. Uh, uh, he's had a kidney transplant 
and he's in his 70s, he's getting his, his booster shot. And like, fine, like get your booster shot. If it's going to help you, fine. But it seems to be this big old circle jerk now where it's just going to be a bunch of booster shots and we're going to mandate it for some reason. We're going to make it mandatory when we know it doesn't, I mean, we've always known that it doesn't stop you from getting COVID, but like, do we need it? Like, do we need to be so ridiculously author- authoritarian on this? I mean, I understand a cynical view of Americans. Like I get that for sure. But like if your concern is mitigated through your actions, like why do we care so much about what other people are doing? That's the world we live in now though. It's social media. That's, that's everything, man. It's, it's all I'm woke. I'm on the right side of whatever issue you look at and you're on the wrong side and you know, shame, shame, shame. And, and that's, that is the world we live in. I, that's not changing. That's going to only get worse in my opinion. And it sucks. Cause like you look at Israel and, and uh, the United States even, and, and you know, we're adopting this kind of model that says we're going to, we're going to live with it. The measures that we were, we would have to take to eradicate it would be so strict that it would probably cause revolt in this country. So we're just going to live with it, but we're going to force you to take a vaccine that doesn't, it's like, it's like, to me, it would be like forcing somebody to take the flu shot. In what way are they forcing it though? What do you mean when you, when you say that? I don't, it's not forced. Well, maybe not for you and I, but for different professions, I think, uh, in California, it's all, Anybody who works in California schools, mm-hmm. administrators and teachers have to get it. Like, gotcha. Fuck. Yeah. All okay. Right. Um, I, some places it's all like medical professionals. It just depends on the profession that you work in. They're, they're using it as leverage to get and make you get it. But like at those same places, do you have to get like a polio vaccine? Do you have to get, you know what I mean? Like at schools, you have to get a polio vaccine and people don't react in the same fashion. I would imagine. Yeah. I would imagine you would. And it's so funny that you bring up that polio vaccine because I I remember getting so mad at people for not taking that polio vaccine because it's like, I I feel like it's so markedly different. Like, you know, it eradicates polio Mm -hmm. because we don't have polio. Right. Right. Like it's, it's, it's very proven. So yes, take the polio shot because you do not want to reintroduce polio there is so much more ambiguity for this and people we know that have had the shot and still gotten COVID. So, and gotten sick from it and like felt <laughs> yeah. like shit from it. Yeah. And it's true. It's like, all right, cool. But now, but what does that mean now? Does that person have to get a booster shot? I don't want to get a booster shot. If for the only reason that I, I do not want to participate in this anymore, I do not want to be a part of this anymore. I'm cool. I'm not worried. Yeah. Same. I'm not worried at all. And I feel like we went out of our way when we got the shots the first time. It's like we, we right. weren't like, we need to go get these shots. But it's like, you know what? We'll do our part. It right. meant something to our significant others to do it. Like, cool. And, and we did it. But like, I'm, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I don't want to keep playing this game every six months, going to no. get a new vaccine to be able to go to a fucking Walmart. Y- y- exactly. Exactly. Because that, that's what it's going to become. You know, your ability to do something, given that you're in a 
particular field or work for a particular company that's going to make that happen. I mean, just yesterday, Biden was pressing private companies to start forcing people to have this vaccine. It's like, dude, what in the fuck? Yeah. Because if you can look at Israel, who has done the best job with this, and they don't have any proof that it eradicates the disease and that it takes it away, it's like, all right, well, then maybe we should all collectively put our fucking pants on and start acting like adults with the reality that's facing us. And the reality that's facing us, this thing's not going away. So assume some risk. Stop acting like it's the end of the world. It's just, you know, it's a disease and it sucks, but it's here. And the only thing you can do about it is what you can do about it. And if you want to get the vaccine, fine. Then you have protected yourself. I'll also say that survival of the fittest has uh, been a part of our entire world for yeah. its entire existence. And, so. it, and it, it, sh- it should continue to be that way. And, yeah. you know, I think time will tell that it will. You know, I, I, just, I, I, th- I just think we, we think we have so much more control over this aspect of our lives than we actually do. And it's frustrating because it, it seeps into all of our lives. And it's funny that like now I find, dude, I find myself hand sanitizing so much more now than I ever did before. Oh, really? See, as a reason, I've become like conditioned to it. Like I'll pump gas, hand sanitizer. Really? Yeah. And I never did that before, but like Sarah, like literally has conditioned me to, to, to do that. I'm not even that worried about germs, but it's just like, ah, eh, I should sanitize a bunch of fucking people touch it. If my wife was pregnant, I probably would be a little bit more cognizant yeah. about how, how dirty I was, but I don't do that. I don't give a shit. Yeah. No, yeah. And I never have. And I think that's why I, I've adopted this mentality. Maybe it's selfish and maybe it's just me, but throughout this entire thing from the jump, I thought our, our reaction was a, a gross over-exaggeration mm-hmm. and everything that's happened since has kind of cemented that in me and I didn't really change my lifestyle that much. I used yeah. a little bit more hand sanitizer. I guess at the beginning I washed my hands more, but like I didn't really change and I was going out, I was doing things that I could, you know, I wasn't staying home. I wasn't going meeting people. I wasn't staying home. I was going out, playing golf, doing whatever I wanted. And it's like, dude, I think we could all live our lives relatively the same way and it would probably be fine. I would love to see an alternate universe where like the swine flu, where we knew it was there and we understood that it was a threat to people, but we didn't shut our lives down and we continued to go about our day to day without a constant fear or the constant presence of this virus in our lives. I'd love to see where we'd be at. And I don't think, I I don't, I don't think there'd be a marked difference in just and the devastation of of how this virus has taken over i really don't i don't yeah. I, I, I just i don't at all it'd be very interesting and i'm not a scientist at all <laughs> with zero scientific background but i always am like a, a believer of e- exposure to like a lot of those germs and not washing your hands as often all this, like i feel like it builds your immune system way more than like trying to hide and take different things to like fix the problem you know or like avoid germs that's like get give me the germs let me let me let me uh get stronger from them I don't, right I, that, and i'm not a scientist i don't put know a dollar shit about bill in your stuff. mouth why not <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm saying put a dollar bill in your mouth i'm not saying that that's a little far but put like before bill. i would go and get gas and then drive and then go you know eat food and probably not wash my hands and it's like now it's like I can't like I'm I'm sanitizing once I do the gas before I go eat and maybe it is just because she's pregnant and I'm more conscious of it but 
it's just it, that's one of those things I've noticed since all this shit has happened where my life has changed a lot yeah yeah definitely and I think a lot of people too like like thinking that your actions have as much control as you think they do on other people it's like maybe maybe yeah. they do maybe they do but probably not because we live in a world of infinite variables and it, it, it would right. be, it's the most foolish thing to think that you have any sort of control over any of them you know what you do have control over frank <sighs> what do i have control over drinking a good smooth cup of coffee and that Amen. is a treat all by itself but when you can do that and still help american heroes like veterans and first responders it is that much better our sponsor, Gun Barrel Coffee, is proud to donate $1 from every single item purchased to veterans and first responder charities across our great country. Tons of brews and blends. The Moab, Mother of All Beans, I'm a big fan. The Space Force, I like it a lot as well. Uh, the Double Dark Brew is called the Battleship Roast. And they even have a CBD blend uh, called the Medic. All great. All their coffees are smooth without the acid or bitterness. Uh, now they even have their very own hot sauce called the Big Guns. Um, they offer 14 different blends and roasts, which you can get whole bean, ground, or in single-serve pods. Right now, as a friend of our ship, you can use the promo code FNH10 to save 10% at checkout when you buy their products at GunBarrelCoffee.com. Gun Barrel Coffee, damn good coffee, damn good cause. Toot toot. Indeed. Uh, that's it for us today. You can reach us at any time, day or night, on various platforms throughout the interwebs. We are on Twitter at FriendshipNH. We are on Instagram at FriendshipNewsHour. We are on TikTok at FriendshipNewsHour. And we are on email. We are on email. You can email us. We're on email. At bummerdude.media at gmail.com. That is bummerdude.media at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time.